I love that line in that song, heaven opened up my eyes. And we're going to be talking about one of the doorways to heaven this morning. And I'm really excited to be here to share and encourage us in the underestimated spiritual practice of gratitude. This year, we are talking about the rhythm of life. What does life look like now Jesus is our Lord and Saviour? What does it look like? What does it taste like? How is it flavoured? What is the rhythm of our lives? Let's pray before we begin this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, that gratitude is the way into your presence. We can draw near to you when we cry out in thankfulness. Thank you that the password into your presence is known, and it is that word. Thank you. As a culture of our conversations with you and others are flavoured with gratitude, a sweet-smelling aroma that draws people to you, that you are going to move in renewed faith and do the impossible, both in our lives and as a church. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Let it be so. Psalm 100, it is titled, A Psalm for Giving Grateful Praise. So what a great place to start this morning. In the NIV, it reads, Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. In the message version, verse 4 reads, Enter with the password, thank you. Make yourselves at home talking praise. Thank him, worship him. So I love that. I love that. The password, thank you. God doesn't hide the keys to the kingdom. He gives us all the passwords. The way into God's presence is through thankfulness. The mighty spiritual practice of gratitude unlocks all the doors in our relationship with God and others. So what is gratitude? Thank you is a word we say, a response to a person who has done something for us, i.e. God and others. Gratitude is always due to a person. You know, we might have moments of joy and relief and thankfulness and gratitude, but it can't just be, as people say, I just sent out into the world. I need that phrase. <laughs> gratitude is a genuine response and an integral part of a personal relationship with someone. Today, we're going to explore the power of gratitude in our relationship with God and next week on Mother's Day, how fittingly talk about the importance of gratitude towards others. Huh? First of all, I want to draw your attention to the word thank you, changing the spiritual atmosphere. Now, 
Let's get real here for a sec. We all know those people who carry the ministry of misery. We know those people. I said to Nathan, I've coined a new phrase. I've coined a new phrase. <laughs> they carry misery. Always come. You've got that one person in your life, don't you? You know that person at work or that person in your family or that friend of a friend who loves the drama, always complaining and moaning and it's always at the forefront, right? They carry an atmosphere of blah, of misery. <laughs> but did you know that complaining opens the door to calamities? We actually invoke a spiritual atmosphere that releases destruction. Our words are so powerful. In 1 Corinthians 10 verse 10, Paul is reflecting on the complaining Israelites in the desert who unleashed death on themselves read this says and do not grumble as some of them did and were killed by the destroying angel whoa whoa (laughs) numbers uh chapter 21 and verse 4 to 9 records this they traveled this is the israelites from mount hall along the route to the red sea to go around edom but the people grew impatient on the way they spoke against god and against moses and said Why have you brought us up out of Egypt to die in the wilderness? There is no bread, there is no water, and we detest this miserable food. It's like our hangry children. Yeah, I guess it's like hangry is real in our house. You're like, we missed it. We missed it yesterday, and there was half an hour of hangry before we actually could eat lunch. Anyway, that's another story. Then the Lord sent venomous snakes among them. They bit the people, and many Israelites died. My goodness, the people came to Moses and said, we sinned when we spoke against the Lord and against you. Pray that the Lord will take the snakes away from us. So Moses prayed for the people. What an incredible leader. The Lord said to Moses, make a snake and put it up on a pole. Anyone who is bitten can look at it and live. So Moses made a bronze snake and put it up on a pole. Crazy, but it's God, so... He said to do it. Then anyone, when anyone was bitten by a snake and looked at the bronze snake, they lived. And there we go. Here is the antidote to the poison of misery. It is looking to Jesus. When we come to God with thankfulness on our lips, we close the door to calamity and destruction and misery and we open the gates of heaven. Thanksgiving praise allows us to enter God's presence and stay there. It scatters the enemy and draws us close to God. Gratitude invokes a spiritual atmosphere that releases faith. And that leads me to my next point. Thank you is an act of faith. Who would agree with me there? Who has said thank you in faith? And I want you to repeat after me. Gratitude is my choice. It is indeed. If we wait to just feel it, another word I'm I'm not favouring in this culture at the moment out there, we will miss out on the way God can move in our lives if we don't allow him in. Jesus, he never forces 
his way into our heart or our situation, does he? He is always waiting to be invited in. It is our choice to invite Jesus in through gratitude. And when we move into that place of faith through thanksgiving, he can then move in our lives. You know, thankfulness doesn't mean we ignore our realities or our struggles. We are choosing to declare even louder that our God is good and can be trusted in every circumstance. Not easy to do, definitely not. But our lives change course when we move into gratitude and thank him for our circumstances. God is looking for us to choose to thank him at the beginning, in the middle of, and at the end of every circumstance. Ephesians 5.20 in the NIV says, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Always, the key word. I love that God can do the impossible with the password, thank you. Jesus spoke this password of faith continually. I love it in Matthew 14, Jesus is faced with this seemingly impossible task of feeding thousands of people. And all he is presented with is a boy's lunch. We all know the story, but in, and I'll just draw your attention to at, uh, verses 19 and 20 where it reads, taking the five loaves and the two fish and looking up to heaven. He gave thanks, gave thanks and broke the loaves. Then he gave them to the disciples and the disciples gave them to the people. They all ate and were satisfied. And the disciples picked up 12 baskets of broken pieces that were left over. Isn't that incredible? From this, we can take away that our gratitude multiplies. Our thank yous to Jesus take us from a place of lack to a place of abundance. Not just enough, but more than enough. And giving thanks no matter the circumstances brings me to this. Thank you is God's will for us. I was excited about this verse because I know it's Barry's, one of Barry's favorite verses. And he, he has talked to me about it many times and I love it. Because in 1 Thessalonians 5 uh, verses 16 to 18, Paul writes, Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. What a powerful verse. I love her. Though Barry would say to me, people say, what do I do? What do I do? There it is, right there. That's what I do. We can never take God for granted. Circling back to God and honouring him in everything we do is fulfilling the mandate on our lives. God makes our lives so much better than we give him credit for. We've all done it. It is easy to take our wins just as our own, right? But doing God's will in our lives makes us whole and reminds us who the Lord of our lives really is. In Luke 17, 
we read about a day in the life of Jesus. He heals 10 lepers on his way to Jerusalem. He's on the border between Samaria and Galilee, which is significant, but we don't have time to get into it today. They, they, these 10 lepers, they, they call on Jesus to have mercy on them. And upon Jesus' instruction to go and show themselves to the priests, they were miraculously healed and made clean. How incredible. I'm just going to pick up the story in our verse 15 in the Amplified Version. I'm just going to read this. One of them, so one of the ten, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, glorifying and praising and honoring God with a loud voice. I love that because that's what that psalm talks about. Shout of joy, loud voice. And he lay face downward at Jesus' feet, thanking him over and over. He was a Samaritan. Again, really significant, but not today. Then Jesus asked, were not 10 of you cleansed? Where are the other nine? Was there no one found to return and to give thanks and praise to God except this foreigner? Jesus said to him, get up and go on your way. Your faith, your personal trust in me and your confidence in God's power has restored you to health. Jesus says to the disciples, were the other nine just entitled? Did they feel like that was what Jesus owed them? What an incredible example is when we circle back and thank God over and over, we find complete restoration. How incredible is that? So how do we say thank you? I think we could go around here. Every person would have a different uh, way that they choose to thank God, a different practice. Of course, singing praise and thanksgiving, as Psalm 100 says. I sometimes write a gratitude list before I go to sleep or first thing in the morning. Sometimes being in nature invokes our gratitude. You know, our gratitude for his creation. You know, in... in um, What's the first book of the Bible? Genesis. <laughs> People say, oh, and your baby brain leaves you after such and such. That's rubbish. That's absolute rubbish. Um, Genesis, God talks about, he creates something and he says he saw it was good. And it is good. I love this week. I was um, going to pick up my kids from school, but my youngest daughter, Lucy, who's almost seven, had to stay home that day. Long story. But she gets hat. She's she's my drama queen, but she, and she fills everything with every ounce of her of her being. And she gets out of the car. She goes, "Oh, isn't God amazing? This fresh air is just so cool, and oh, it just feels so nice. No word of a lie. It was it was like with that ounce of feeling. I'm like, oh, I know you've been stuck inside all day, but how good is the fresh air and we're walking along the path to school and we um, walk along the creek and it's actually beautiful. It's gum trees. It's, there was ducks in the, in, the, in the creek. It was just beautiful. And I said to Lucy, I love that we get to walk past God's creation on the way to, to and from school. How amazing is God that he created this and it's so beautiful. And she looks up to heaven and she goes, Thank you, Jesus. I love God so much. 
And he, and then she just what she just like twitters on. She's just like and she's like, Oh, I know Jesus actually lives in my heart. But I look up and that's where I see God. And I'm like, Oh, so that's where God is for you. She's like, Yes, he's in heaven. I see heaven up there. And there was this whole conversation. But it was invoked by this gratitude for fresh air from a seven year old. I'm like, Go you, Luce, go you. Sort of we might we might do that internally. We might not do that out loud, but it's still gratitude, right? Hey, when we have an answer to prayer, pause and thank God immediately. In our prayer time, our prayers should be peppered with thank yous. Colossians four two. Um, I heard I can't remember what podcast I was listening to, but this one a minister says she does a GPS in the morning: gratitude, prayer, and scripture. That's a great habit. Acknowledging the saving grace of God every day. How about allowing our trusted friends in the faith to point us to gratitude in the midst of tough situations when we're struggling? At meal times, it might just be more than a thank you, God, for this bolognese. It's a great time to sit around and acknowledge our challenges and celebrate things we are thankful for. Making a predetermined decision every day that no matter what, every day you're going to find things to be thankful for. Mason, could I have some some patties? But I love Philippians 4, and I think it gives us a great strategy. Give our worries to God, then give thanks. Fixing our eyes on God's goodness, the amazing things around us, draws us close to him. What a great discussion to have at your next dinner party, not this week, but the week following. How do you practice gratitude, both in habit and out loud? How do you do that? And of course, as I mentioned before, the thing that we can always thank God for is our salvation in Jesus. Psalm 100 verse 5 in the New King James Version says, For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting and his truth endures to all generations. This verse talks about the saving grace of God. His mercy is everlasting means that God never changes his mind about the salvation offered through the blood sacrifice of Jesus. Grace is huge and it can never be outmatched. A repentant heart will always find the mercy, the love of God. So if you are here today and you're saying, that's me. I don't know the everlasting mercy of God. I want to unlock that power of gratitude in my life with the past word, thank you to Jesus. Acknowledging him as the one who saves me and is in charge of my life. If that's you today, Please come and see me after the service. I'll just be standing up the front on the altar. And I would love to lead you in a prayer that declares your faith in Jesus and give you some resources to help you start living that life. But let's spend a moment in God's presence. Let's stand, everyone. If you can, if you're comfortable, let's stand. Thank you, God. Let's spend some time in God's presence now, drawing near to him in gratitude and thankfulness.
I want to come back to that truth that God can be trusted. When we speak our thank you in faith, it opens the doors of heaven and he can move. If you're not already, I invite you now to close your eyes, maybe lift your hands and surrender and look away to God. Thank you, Lord. Not going to get anyone to come out out of their seat today. God can meet you anywhere. Thank you, Jesus. Maybe you are facing a situation where you're struggling to see the goodness of God, struggling to see a way through, struggling to find joy, wrestling with the unknown. Let's draw near to God as we whisper the password, thank you, into his presence. What have you got to be thankful for? Why don't you just think of that he is good? Call to mind all the times before that he has come through. And thank him for it. Thank him that he is going to do it again. You're amazing, God. Thank you, Jesus. There is a way. You always make a way. There is a way through the mess, through the unknown, through the struggle, through the pain, through the day, through the hour, Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And there it is. There is faith. There is faith. Faith rising up as we declare genuine gratitude to our King, to our Saviour, our God, our Prince of Peace, our salvation, our provider in every circumstance. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God, that you're beginning to shout encouragement into our hearts. God, you are revealing strategies that lead to breakthrough in Jesus' name. Just as Jesus gave thanks for the boys' lunch and it multiplied, Lord, you are bringing multiplication. Just as Jesus prayed thanksgiving and Lazarus rose from the dead, Lord, you are bringing dead things back to life. Lord, you've parted seas, you've walked on water, you rose from the dead. There is nothing you cannot do. Create in us a grateful heart, Lord. Let it be an integral part of the rhythm of our lives with you as our Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. You're going to come through. As we choose to give you our thanksgiving and our praise, 
you open the doors of heaven. The culture of our conversation with you and with others shifts to gratitude. Thank you, Lord, our lives are flavoured with gratitude. Thank you, Lord, you're going to do something incredible through us, through this church. As we create that culture of gratitude. Oh Lord, thank you. Thank you God. We thank you Lord at the beginning, throughout and at the end. We honour you today God. In Jesus name, let it be so. Let it be so. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. <laughs>